Welcome to this episode of The Decade Podcast. My name is Melker Larson, and I'm the host of this show together with Jonathan Angel. This is a podcast where we curiously explore holistic sustainability and answers to the question, how on earth can we live together? Join us as we learn from inspiring stories from champions of sustainability. We hope to inspire you to think, act, and work for a better planet for all throughout this decade of action. In this episode, we explore breathing and breath work. And breathing is such a fundamental thing in life that without it, we die in a few seconds. And yet my own experience has been that I've taken it for granted for most of my life and that it's so fundamental that it should just work optimally, unconsciously. And that may be true in some ways, but I've also experienced that this is certainly not always the case with today's modern humans or myself. And we have this tremendous power when we consciously use our breath for our own well-being. And that is why I'm so excited to have this episode today with Turun and Robin from Optimize Your Nervous System. They are both experienced breathwork coaches and they explain how breathwork can be used to help us as modern humans in today's society. And they go through how breathwork has shifted their own lives and what we can learn from that. And this really is an emphasis on how it affects both our physical and mental well-being and how we relate to ourselves also affects how we relate to the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Decade Podcast. Today, we are joined by Turun and Robin, who are breathwork coaches, and we're super inspired to learn more about what they can teach us today. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Melchior and Jonathan. Good to be here. Yeah. And I just realized that this is actually the first episode of the Decade Podcast where there's four people in this recording, which is really fun, but I hope we have distinguishable voices from each other uh, so that people who are listening can hear who is who but i'm sure that will work out so firstly like in this episode we're going to talk about what you do with breathwork and optimize your nervous system and probably listeners will come from very different backgrounds of experience of having tried these things or maybe hearing about them for the first time so i would like to kick us off with just um this name optimize your nervous system that is uh, kind of the flag you're going under what does that mean and why did you choose this name and why should we optimize our nervous system <laughs> yeah that's a great question to start with yeah let's let's look at it from an evolutionary perspective and um, think about the nervous system as something that developed a long time ago and in complete in a completely different environment than the one we are living in today so our nervous systems are not are not adapted to the modern way of living uh, when it comes to like stimuli and information and everything is happening in a much faster pace different sounds different um, visual imprints so to just explain it very like uh, <laughs> briefly, 
most of us are living with nervous systems that are kind of overly activated or stimulated in a kind of constant stress response. Uh, and that has a big impact on the body, on all the systems of our body. So our bodies are, are suffering uh, from the way we are living in the modern society. But there are ways that we can regulate the nervous system back to its kind of natural way of functioning. And um, breathwork is one of those tools that we can use that are very efficient. Mm. Yeah, I could go into so much more detail about this, but this is like mm. a, a simple brief explanation about mm. the nervous mm. system. Mm. What mm. are some of the other tools than breathwork that can regulate our nervous system? For example, exercise, being in nature, of course, uh, using sound and uh, also movement. Good, safe connection. Yeah. Mm. Connection, with other touch. humans, with yeah. another nervous system. Yeah. Mm. Seems like most of it regards like coming, coming down in, in sort of tempo and activation. And that's a lot of what it's about. It's just slowing down or becoming less <laughs> activated. Mm. Mm. And it's, it's very, for myself, I, I didn't, I, it's a continuous, um, revelation of how, of how activated I am as a baseline way of being. So I just noticed more and more with, for example, this breath work that we do, I can notice that my body is actually quite tense and activated all the time. So it gives me an opportunity to come down. Yeah. And what you, what you say there about the baseline, I think is a key point because most of us, we are not even aware that we are stressed because our baseline is stressed. So we think that this is our natural way of being, but when you lay down and do these practices, you can discover deeper parts of yourself through this deeper awareness and deeper relaxation and um, it uh, changes the way you feel it changes the way you think it changes the way you relate it changes like the function of your body at a cellular level so it's like uh, such a profound work and we don't even know that it's necessary because we are in this baseline of stress that we perceive as normal yeah, I think this thing about you speaking about kind of a new baseline of that, we don't even know sometimes what our natural biological baseline of balance between the, what is, I think the, the names for it are the parasympathetic and sympathetic parts of the nervous system, which I guess could be simplified as either in stress and activation or in rest and digest as it's called. And from my own personal experience, there's can sometimes be like such a huge difference between stepping into a, for example, breathwork session or a yoga session or something like that. And you think you're going in as the baseline normal, but just a few minutes in, you feel like things unraveling and blockages and just your breath getting deeper and deeper. And you see that, whoa, this was also normal. Uh, and I think that's such a valuable experience for many of us to have, uh, to see that we can, we can sometimes be in the more active state without even knowing it. Yeah, this is kind of illuminating a, a central aspect also that it's just self exploration and how important that is to, yeah, we, we may think 
whatever we think about uh, self-development and self-exploration, but just the simple act of of feeling more, like increasing our awareness of our body and what's going on, that in and of itself will reveal tons of stuff, <laughs> infinite amount of stuff. Yeah. But so for your own personal journey, uh, how long have you been exploring breath and breath work and uh, the nervous system like actively as part of your daily life? Well, um, for me, it's, uh, I think it was 2017 or something like this. I just stumbled into a breathwork session at uh, Burning Man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had no idea what it was and but I, I went for it and I ended up basically screaming and crying, yeah. <laughs> feeling like, feeling like my, every cell of my body had opened up and tears were just pouring out of me. Uh, so that's six years ago. So it's not longer than that. But after that, I was, I had done a few plant medicine ceremonies, but I had no, I was so surprised that I could get into similar states with just a breath. And so after that, I just started exploring on my own day in and day out. <laughs> yeah. And I took a few courses and workshops and um, a few stu- a little study in holotropic breathwork, but mainly I, I started guiding my my sister who wanted to who was in a in a life situation that needed support, so she wanted me to guide her in breathwork, and then a few other friends joined, so it became a a practice of 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 guiding, and that inspired me even more to to practice more and more myself. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much been a daily thing almost since my first experience. Yeah. I stumble into a session on Burning Man. That's usually a good start to a story, whatever the story is. (laughs) (laughs) And what about you, Toron? Yeah, for me, it started, um, I don't know, 15 years ago through the practice of yoga and meditation and breathing practices in that uh, tradition. Um. Yeah, so I've I've been having a daily practice of movement and meditation and breathwork for a long time. But only the last, what is it, four or five years, I have uh, gone into much more depth with with breathwork and uh, also this circular type of breathing that we, yeah, that we do. And that is the main main thing we teach and and practice in our retreats Mm. and courses. Yeah, so it's just been a kind of natural, natural evolvement of my practice from mm. the more strict Indian style to more like going wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you say they're going wild with the practice because I want to like unpack the the word breathwork because um, I think when I stepped into it, I came, uh, I heard of Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method as the first step. And then we're talking about how to uh, maybe down-regulate our nervous system. What is it that breathwork can do? What can it help us do? And how does it relate to the nervous system? Yeah, so it can do many things. At a physiological level, the breath controls the nervous system, the, the autonomic nervous system. So if you breathe more strongly, you will have a kind of stress response or a sympathetic activation. And if you breathe more slowly you will have a parasympathetic activation so through your breath through controlling your breath you can control your autonomic nervous system and 
through that you can control your entire body like everything that happens in your body is under the influence of the autonomic nervous system so it has like endless implications on your on your health like all the physiological systems but also what's very interesting with the type of breath work that we do is that we focus on using the breath to get in touch with the body so that we can feel more of what is happening there and feeling what is happening in the body and at the same time being equanimous with what is happening in the body so it's a kind of retraining of the of the nervous system and how we relate to what we feel in our bodies because most of us like during our upbringing uh, we were told to like don't cry or don't be angry or like <laughs> this kind of uh, sort of suppressive way uh, so it's a retraining of like okay I feel sad let me feel it I feel angry let mm. me feel it let me breathe into it so we use the breath to breathe into the feelings and allow the feelings to come up and learning that the feelings are not dangerous and that they don't need to be suppressed so it also has like a, a very deep impact on the way we feel on the way we relate to our feelings and emotions and that has a has an effect on the nervous system. That was for, that was your questions. Because when we can be okay with what we feel in our bodies, we can be okay with like everything that happens around us. Because if something happens and we are uncomfortable with that, we are only uncomfortable <laughs> to the degree that we are uncomfortable in our bodies. So if we can meet what is happening in the world around us. And being aware with what is happening in our bodies and being okay with what is happening in our bodies, then we can feel more and more safe in all kinds of situations. Mm. And this basic feeling of safety also increases the um, activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, yes, that is uh, a great explanation. And since this is like a podcast focusing on holistic sustainability, I think this is highly relevant. Uh, we had a guest on, I would say almost a year ago, where we spoke about mindfulness and then connection to responsiveness to the climate crisis, where like if we now speak, if we go into continuous stress and fear and despair and depression of what is happening around us, what the world around us is pushing onto us, uh, he explained that eventually we will get what he called perceptual narrowing that from the stress response, we will only be able to be in the world from uh, that activated and stressed response. Uh, and I have for sure experienced this myself of um, when I have taken heavier weights upon my shoulder and feeling more and more, what can we do about this and how should we do things uh, that my creativity, my happiness, my overall feeling and well-being is affected uh, by external factors but it's happening inside me um so that's probably one of the main reasons why i think this topic is so relevant because it kind of gives us tools and back control of our own nervous system and it's <laughs> it's surprisingly simple when when you step into it that it's so practical with simple easy guidance you just follow the instructions and breathe and you get into these different states and different feelings that allow for yourself to expand and uh, feel in another way. And what we teach is, is called vivation. It's a specific modality of in breathwork. 
but it's how to give yourself a good session. So there's eventually there's no need for, for guidance or anything. So it is how we can ourselves welcome what we're feeling. As you say, we get stimulated or we get all this input all the time. But what we actually experience is sensations, is feelings in our body. And how we can lay down, breathe with this, welcome it in and not only become okay, but we can also, we, we can reveal, we can prove to ourselves that what is coming up is actually beneficial. It actually has a contribution to us. So the things that come up in us that we feel uh, resistance towards, agitated by, we, if we start to open up to this feeling and welcome it in, we start to get that energy that we otherwise spent by not feeling it, by resisting it. So we, we get more in energy, we get more inspired. And it's like, we can also say that it's aspects of ourselves that we, up to this point, that perhaps we learned for very legitimate reasons in childhood, but now it's coming up, aspects of ourselves that we have resisted, that we have decided we weren't safe enough to feel. So it's mm -hmm. coming up and we can, as with this practice, or yeah, we can welcome it and receive the this wisdom actually that it contains of just becoming more whole, including more of ourself. Mm. Is, would you be able to say more about that? Like these uh, somatic experience that maybe feelings and traumas can be stuck in the body. Is that uh, something you can explain further? Yeah. In this practice, we, we focus on the physical sensations of whatever we experience. So if we have running thoughts, if we have a clear emotion, okay, where in your body do you feel it? So usually if we lay down and breathe and we focus on the strongest feeling in our body, that is what's most uh, ready to be felt. And it is, it is blockages or what you could call trauma residue or uh, places in our, in our body where energy is not flowing freely. So we get in contact with these uh, blockages that we may feel very concretely as a, as a knot or as a, or any physical sensation. And we usually notice it by our resistance to it. So we like, we breathe more and we feel more. That's why we use the breath to turn up the volume of our feelings. So we breathe more, we feel more and suddenly we go, oh no, oh, we get into this <laughs> resistant state. So then, then we're coming into contact with something that has, that is stuck in us that hasn't been processed. Mm. Well, and is, is it that you feel like these sensations, is it that you could feel like, is it pain you're looking for or is it like tingly stuff or could it be anything basically, basically that you're feeling or is it different or how do you usually experience these mm. sensations? Yeah. The thing is we don't look for any specific sensation. We just, uh, we go for the sensation that is already there because we are always feeling something uh, or if we are not feeling anything it is because we are uh, in our mind <laughs> but yeah, when we tune okay. into the body there is some sensation always there going on so we just mm. pay attention to the feeling that is already there and it can be pain it can be 
yeah, whatever. It can be tingling, as you say. It can be a very pleasurable sensation. It can be itching, scratching, like whatever. Mm. Mm. And um, why feeling these sensations uh, can be a part of, of healing trauma is because, uh, at least my, my perspective on a trauma is that a situation happens and in that situation we don't have the capacity to feel the feeling that naturally arises in the situation so we kind of push it down as a defense mechanism mm -hmm. and this pushing it down creates a little knot in the body and when we lay down and breathe and just give the space to feel that knot uh, and softly mm -hmm. feeling into it breathing into it it starts dissolving it starts coming back into the flow so we don't need to understand or analyze the situation or anything like that. It's like a purely somatic practice. So slowly, slowly allowing those little knots or um, yeah, blockages to come to the surface and mm. welcoming them, telling them it's safe to come up. Yeah. Mm. And for some people also the psychological contents naturally comes to their minds during mm. the session, but that's not a necessary part of the process. Because mm. mm. that, that's what I feel a lot when I use breathwork, that it's like, as you say, sometimes it could be that I have a running mind or I think a lot of reflecting a lot of, about a decision I'm going to make or um, how I'm going to design my future life or whatever. And I really feel my nervous system is like, alert <laughs> and then i do a breathwork session sometimes as you say it, it can be that i feel that okay now i this makes sense now i i take this next step or now i make this decision but sometimes it's not and i've noticed myself sometimes then feeling okay but shouldn't i figure it out then but i also feel better or calmer so you don't really need to to get the intellectual kind of resolvement from it. You also could be satisfied with the actual effect of just calming down your nervous system, if I understand correctly. Mm. I had the pleasure of being in your breathwork session this Tuesday, which was really interesting, where you did this vivation modality for about an hour. And um, it was probably one of the most powerful breathwork sessions I've ever had. And it's, it's interesting to me uh, as a naturally curious person, like just to be curious about my own emotions and feelings in the body and like feeling both immense pleasure and also sometimes almost excruciating pain, but kind of feeling like this is okay. I, I know that I am safe that I'm only using my breath, but it's incredible that just using my breath can make me feel both sides of those spectrum. But I also wanted to ask you about, you mentioned before we started recording these three different aspects, activation, integration, and suppression. What does that mean? And uh, how does it relate to breath work? It's, it's curious that you had a, that you had a powerful session yeah. since, since vivation is mostly slow, full, relaxing breathing. But yeah, activation, it's like when we breathe, we feel more, as I said before. So, and eventually something comes up. It's like, it's like 
putting a shovel into your subconscious. <laughs> so, so activation, we, what we mean by that is something comes up that we're not okay with. It should be different. It shouldn't be like this. This is not okay. <laughs> so this of course goes for daily life. We get activated all the time to some degree, sometimes uh, subtly and sometimes very powerfully. So that's basically just activation, which is kind of the point to get in touch with activations uh, during the breath work. Um, so the inhale is basically putting down the shovel, activating or like mm. bringing in more activation in the nervous system. But then we, I, I'd say, I think you'd say too, that the main part of like the breath works or the breath cycle is, is the exhalation, is the relaxation, it's, it's key. So we can basically relax enough and eventually activation start arising. So activation comes up, something we're not okay with, we're triggered. And then there's two choices as we see it or as from the perspective of vivation. There's suppression and there's integration. So suppression is basically what we're all of us doing. <laughs> Uh, we're we've been we've been training all our lives for this so we're we we don't even know how good we are it are at it unconsciously we just distract ourselves or block our own feelings uh, or we try to control our external environment okay you or this out there has to change so i don't feel the way i do um or even even you know we can exercise I've even done breath work for the first years. <laughs> I did it very much to, to reach some state and to, to like, <laughs> just go, 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 go. <laughs> and I can see now after a few years that I was probably much of it was to, to not feel my body, what was happening. Mm. So I was kind of chasing something else. I wanted to get away. So that's a distraction. Yeah, and we can do that with anything, with exercise, with, yeah, it can even be healthy activities. Mm. So suppression, we kind of do it habitually. So the other choice, do you want to take it? Integration. Integration. Yeah. So integration is basically doing nothing, like <laughs> <laughs> being in touch with the activation and being okay with it, like relaxing in the presence of that activation, just the way it is. So... Yeah, we, we focus a lot on that in our breathwork sessions. Like we don't breathe to change anything or to heal anything. We just breathe to get in touch with what is actually there. And then as best we can, we relax in the presence of it as it is. So the feeling itself never has to change, only your relation to that feeling. Um, mm. So if you can like receive or relate to all your feelings with love and acceptance and welcome them as they are. That is what we call integration. Mm. So activation, something comes up, you're not quite okay with it. Suppression, trying to not feel it <laughs> in one way or the other. And integration, like, okay, allowing it just the way it is. Mm. Yeah. The key here is like integration, as you say, it's, it's doing nothing. It's a relaxation mm. of effort, yeah. <laughs> which is mm. quite, we can, we can prove it to ourselves, but it, just talking about it sounds a bit strange. 
suppressing suppression to not feel to distract ourselves to to do all this stuff it it takes energy it drains us of energy so we we spend we waste energy by not feeling what's going on in our bodies so when we do feel what's coming up and we welcome it we just instead of spending energy to distract or put it down we we just relax and let it be and let it flow Mm. So we receive the that energy, the life force, just that we have spent on not feeling. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal to, yeah, in, in, in practice, do nothing and reap the benefits of. Uh... <laughs> it's a great deal. It's not as easy as it as it sounds. <laughs> I know. I know. When we when we lay down and it it starts to happen, it's like, okay, then we know how good we are at suppressing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm I'm very curious to hear your story or your thoughts on if you look at breathwork and what what it has meant or what impact it has had on your lives since you were since you got into breathwork. What has it done to your lives? What has it improved? What has been the benefits that you've seen? What has been the impacts of breathwork since it's entered mm. your lives? Mm. Yeah, one impact that I can feel into right now, at least, is kind of natural curiosity that comes when I feel something. Like now, mm-hmm. every time you ask a question, I feel this kind of subtle nervousness, like, okay, I have to say something <laughs> interesting now. <laughs> and instead mm-hmm. of being afraid of that, I kind of lean into that nervousness. I breathe a little bit deeper and it's like, okay, how does it actually feel like? And yeah, it feels very like, I don't know, I feel more alive when I approach mm-hmm. everything like that. Of course, I don't remember all the time, but but the more I, the more I practice, I, no- I notice the more this happens naturally in my daily life. Like I notice this, like, Oh, something is slightly uncomfortable and like, okay, I'm going to take some space to just feel into this now instead of automatically pick up the phone or doing something to distract myself from the feeling. So it's like this subtle change. And it takes like for me, maybe just one second of like, okay, I actually feel something now. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. also, yeah, that's one impact I'm taking. I'm giving myself just this one second of, Oh, let me feel into it now before mm. I do something about it. Mm. And would you say, or what I'm hearing is that maybe that helps you act from your true intuition mm. of what you want, want to do instead of going directly towards a distraction or a mm. maybe cultural programming or whatever that you act from within, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything that happens... Uh, or everything that I do uh, to distract or to suppress. It's like, Mm. it's not my highest potential, obviously. (laughs) But uh, whatever I do from a relaxed state, again, this parasympathetic activation Mm. that I can give myself through this moment or just, okay, boo, let me feel. Mm. Then I act in the world like creatively, more consciously, meaningfully from me and not from the trigger that put me in some state but uh, i neutralize that state and i can come out into the world you know and create what Mm -hmm. i'm here to do exactly really interesting and 
a while back, I uh, I was curious enough to pick up the book Breath by James Nestor. Um, I don't know if you're nodding a bit right now. Um, and I found it's really, really interesting. And I became super conscious about my own breath um, afterwards and still am to some degree. Uh, but one thing that really hit me was how much illnesses and how we are affecting our lives negatively by not breathing biologically optimal or biologically normally. Um, is is this something you also uh, try to help people with or speak about um, in terms of our daily lives when we're not lying down on a yoga mat and doing an active breathwork session? But what what about our breath when we are just living our lives like normal? It can be important to to note that what we're speaking of here, vivation, is yeah, as you say, we lay down for a session. Usually, that's what we talk about, and we we breathe more. So it's for I would say a special occasion <laughs> for a emotional healing uh, opportunity. So daily life breathing, like the, the baseline breathing, will definitely get. I feel, in my experience, gets affected by doing this more massive breathwork sessions, really expanding the lungs and relaxing more. And that will have an effect in that it has me breathing just smoother, in a smoother way for in daily life, in a lighter and, and slower, uh, which is what we want to do um, throughout the days, just light, slow, and with a diaphragm and through our nose but but the cool thing with vivation is we don't need to breathe like a like a maniac <laughs> we we're only breathing to support feeling awareness so we just use the breath as uh, as the volume knob turning up the intensity so we are able to feel the feelings in our body so we can do this already at subtle levels so in daily life, we can just bring our awareness to the breath or just breathe really slowly and, and unnoticeable. So we can, so the verb of vivation is vibe, to vibe. <laughs> so we can basically vibe whenever, when we're in a situation. We're probably vibing right now, more or less, both of us, which means just using the breath in, in subtle ways to bring the awareness into the body and the strongest feeling in our body as a, as a means to stay here, to stay present and to stay sort of true to what's happening in me moment mm. to moment and try to act and speak from there. Mm. And it's, it's kind of easy now. There's in me as well, a bit of nervousness. So there's a bit of activation to, to, to integrate. Um, and it gets even worse if you're in like <laughs> family holiday or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, we can use it in any moment. Mm. It's a very powerful tool to to use. But I'm also curious uh, to hear your story as well, Robin. The the impact that yeah. breathwork has has had on on your life. What's what are your thoughts or feelings? Or what comes up in you when I yeah. ask that question? Yeah, what, what pops up first is actually just inspiration. Just uh, this, like this word, just life. 
like infusing in if i say it like infusing daily life with life <laughs> like that it's like this daily light slow breathing that's good for the health and and everything else infusing that with the occasional like powerful session or the occasional just even a breath here and there throughout my days is uh yeah what to say it just makes life more rich and i get to experience myself and myself in relation to everything and i get to sometimes just subtly but sometimes very in concrete strong ways i get to change how i perceive the world around me so it can be just just to sort of put a little a little karate chop in the stream of uh, thoughts and in the stream of just uh, going about your daily life and being in a state like we talked about before being in a state that I, that i don't even know that I, that is not really optimal or even healthy for me so if i can just <sighs> do something like this and i have cut that stream and i'm i'm somewhere else i'm i'm here Mm. So it kind of opens. I feel like I, I have more easy access the the to openness to to the openness of of the moment of all the potential potentials in the in the moment. Mm. That's really fascinating. Another thing I also wanted to to ask you was that when I got into meditation, I did a vipassana retreat in 2017. As my introduction to it, and as I had that profound experience, or really felt that okay, this is really a positive experience for for me, how I feel, how I, as you described it, Torun, how it affects how I live my daily life in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help to think the thought of okay, what would happen if uh, this was practiced daily on a global scale? If everyone practiced meditation daily on a global scale. And I've also had this similar thoughts about around breath work. I want to hear your thoughts or ideas around that. What, what, what would you see the potential impact that it could have if this practice was done on a much larger scale than it is today? Hmm. That's not a small question. <laughs> Good one. I need a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) That's the practicing what you preach, like right there. But for me, it sounds feels interesting to start with, like, so what? So what? What can happen? For me, one thing that can happen: we take a journey from our minds and about thirty centimeters down to the heart, Mm. so we can feel more at peace with ourselves, more at peace with everyone around us. We can feel more like it's, it sounds like a cliche, but it, we can, we can feel like we're actually a part. We are nature. We are part of this earth mm-hmm. as a very concrete feeling. <laughs> There's nothing vague about it when we have it. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what happens when, when everybody would do that, but I thought that might be a, 
inspiring thought. Mm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, for me also, when I use this practice to come in touch with my body and what I am actually feeling, that's like, that's also the first step towards feeling what is around me. And yeah, as Robin says, feeling that we are a part of something greater than us, also feeling that we are the earth. And I think if everybody did that, life on earth would look very differently. <laughs> we would live in mm. in harmony, you know, with what is around us. Mm. Feeling our bodies as um, an integrated part of, of the earth and mm. behaving like that, like behaving like we are one, we are the same. Mm. We are this matter. <laughs> I see a, a paradox. It's like we can have this feeling of being one with everyone and the whole and the whole planet. And then at the same time, by by really getting intimate by, with what's happening in, in our bodies, our feelings at the very, yeah, the most intimate, subtle levels of physical sensations. I feel like we we become more sovereign, more sovereign beings, more individuated or more sort of kind of an, a strengthening of, of, of boundaries, perhaps. We know more what's us and what's, mm. what's outside of me. Um, mm. so, yeah. yeah, I like that. It makes me think of, uh, Jonathan knows that I, I'm a big nerd on metaphors, but anyway, it feels like you kind of become more aware of your membranics, like your membrane, if we talk about a cell, for example, where the cell is definitely a part of the whole and a part of the whole system. But by you as the cell becoming aware of your own boundaries, of your own membrane, uh, you can kind of be more conscious about what you let in and what you let out. Um, I think that's what came to me when you said that. And we have a common friend, Niels von Heine, who for sure loves to talk about paradoxes in all aspects of <laughs> the, the human experience. So I think when we find a paradox, there's usually something fun to explore there and to reap from it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting we, to, if we can feel more like, more like the self, like strengthening our sense of self. There, there's so much research saying, proving that uh, we can, we affect our immune system by, for example, if we put everyone else first before ourselves, and, and if we don't have clear boundaries, like psychologically, this is also how our cells will start to behave. So it can allow in toxic substances or it can become an environment for disease, no? Mm. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Mm. It's like every every feeling, every emotion and every thought creates a physiological imprint. You know, when you feel something, you release some neurochemicals, some hormones. And all of this goes through your bloodstream, impacting every single cell in your body. So like every thought, every feeling impacts everything that you are. So... If we come back to the question of how would, what was the question? What would happen on this planet if everybody started doing this? If we started uh, being okay with what we feel, we would start healing at a cellular level. 
there would be no disease, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also when we start creating, you know, health and supporting life within us, the natural like expansion of that is starting to create health and uh, healing life around us. Realizing that we are these cells living in communion here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's such a the the ripple effect of practices like this. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's sometimes hard to even imagine how much of an impact it would be when it goes on in a ripple like that and on a such a larger scale than it's happening right now. Yeah, how would life on Earth be if we acted from love and not fear <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. now that's a big question yeah i'm, I'm sensing myself sitting here and uh, i reflected on like mine and yours podcast journey jonathan where in the beginning the i for sure can tell that the nervous system was super activated when we did our first recordings and episodes and in in parallel to doing the podcast journey i've of course explored things in my personal life and one of them has been my breathing and breathwork and meditation and being mindful and conscious. Um, and I've sensed that sometimes for glimpses at a time, I get a introspective perspective on, okay, so how am I feeling in this recording? Um, and I've sensed that now about two and a half years in, I have a much easier time to actually reflect on how I'm breathing, how I'm sitting uh, whereas in, in the first few episodes, I would come out completely drained because I had tensed up, I have shortened my breathing. And of course, that is true for other situations in my life as well, where I can do something quite strenuous and that's the morning of much focus. And if I'm not conscious, I will kind of almost stop breathing and feel drained afterwards. But I can also do it with the deep breath and like feel like I could do that for on and on and on and on. Um, so that's like just a perspective from me. That's how I have felt it in in these situations that otherwise could put me in the stress response and drain me. And I think we can. It's good to remind ourselves that we can expand this to our whole uh, life, our whole time here on Earth. We're day by day living at a baseline again that is slightly activating the whole time. We may not know it. And then after 50, 60 years of that, it's gonna have an effect on ourselves. Wow, that's beautiful. It feels like somehow in this episode, we have kind of arrived. And uh, so I think it's a great opportunity to ask our signature question of, uh, which we always ask of, uh, what would you like to encourage to listeners throughout this decade of action? And since you're two, I'll, I'll let you have the choice if you want to have a joint encouragement or if you want to have one each. What do you feel like? <laughs> Depends what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would just encourage people to breathe, relax, Feel and trust. Trust the inner wisdom. Uh, relax into the present moment again and again. And then see 
how life turns out. <laughs> That's beautiful. As much as I support that, I think I'll add my own as well. <laughs> mm, so maybe yours was very beautiful and, and, and grandiose. So I think I, I want to say when you wake up in the morning, like before anything, just breathe. Take that one breath, maybe before opening the eyes or anything. Just it's like a little hello to yourself, like starting the day with like, hi, I'm here. Mm. Mm. Love that. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good, like big worldly and practical. That was good two perspectives. So now I just have to ask this, um, if, if people feel super curious and want to learn more and, uh, maybe practice these things by themselves, but maybe they don't know where to start. Of course they can start by breathing, but where would you perhaps guide some people to find out more or, uh, or get started with some form of active breath, breath work? Yeah, there are so many sessions and workshops and uh, retreats available out there these days. We have our own retreat in April. It's a one-week retreat where you really learn like the, the whole practice and how you can apply it into your daily life. But we also do like shorter sessions online. And yeah, so people are always welcome, of course, to join some of our events. Yeah, we are putting up resources at at our website it's it's on its way so our website is oins o y n s dot n o yeah it feels like o y n s you as a musician uh, you need to make a jingle <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's coming nice okay great so that's where people can find you as well on that web page yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Perfect. Okay, guys, thanks a lot for uh, the conversation today and for your beautiful contribution to our podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to you and diving deeper into the art of breath. Yeah, thank you guys for the beautiful contribution to the world with your podcast. Yeah. It's a mm -hmm. to join. Yeah, thank you for doing this, this work. Thank you, guys. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Decade Podcast. I would like to ask you to reflect on anything in this episode that impacted you or left an impression that you could take with you in this decade of action. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or in your network on social media. And as always, feel free to reach out with feedback questions or topics you would like us to cover you can reach us through our social media or on the decade podcast at gmail.com and we hope to see you more further down the road throughout this decade thank you until next time